It's episode 37 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show, and I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. This show is designed to empower women to find their own expression of the keto diet to maximize their health and happiness. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me here on Keto for Women yet again for another great episode where we're going to talk intuitive eating. And specifically, I first want to explain what I mean by intuitive eating, but then I also want to go into how keto helped me become intuitive with my food and how I see it helping women and hopefully can help you too. So that's what's coming up. We do also have a guest at the end of the episode, a very special guest, a past fat-burning femaler and former client of mine. And she just has such an amazing story and has really made a great transformation in not only her body, but her mind and spirit and everything has really seen a dramatic shift from transitioning to a keto diet and using the fat-burning female approach to do so. And so I wanted to bring her on and share her story. I think it's always so great to hear other people's stories as it relates to keto. And more specifically, the approach to keto that I think is really appropriate and safe and effective for women. And just to see how that transition can really make such a huge difference. I mean, I can talk about it all day long. And I do, of course. And I love talking about it here on Keto for Women. But it has a little bit different of an impact, I think, just hearing it from another person who has a similar story to you or you can just relate to and just is a real person out there doing it. So we will get into that interview after a little bit of this intuitive eating talk. Before we do that, I do want to take a brief moment here at the beginning of this episode, as I do in the episodes where the Fat Burning Female Project is coming up on enrollment, just so that I can clear the air, I can help you understand if it's the right thing for you to do. I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm not going to drive it home. This is something where you need to decide if it's the right move for you right now, or if maybe sometime in the future it will be or if you don't want it at all. It's totally up to you, but I do want to make sure that I explain it appropriately because it is a different program than you may be thinking that it is. It is a six-week course that is designed to safely take women into a ketogenic approach of eating and produce ketones, get that body revving on all the ketones, becoming fat burners, which is so great. But in that time, in the six weeks, not only are we making that transition safely, slowly, effectively, taking that time needed so that our bodies don't have this freak out that I see happen in so many women so often, and then that's the reason why they aren't having success with keto, they're not getting into ketosis, they're not feeling the benefits, it's just not going well, that's why. Because you need a little bit more of a safe approach of a transitional period. You need to allow your body to adjust. You need to be very responsive to your body and kind of see what it's telling you. And these are all things that we do in the Fat Burning Female Project. We're learning about ketone production and we're getting there, but we're also learning about listening to our bodies 
becoming intuitive with our food, which is what we're going to talk about today, learning how to make keto a lifestyle, getting out of this diet pattern that we've been in for years. And that's kind of, I think, the biggest thing that I need to make very, very clear here when I talk about fat burning female is that it is not a diet program. It is not a weight loss program. It is a health gain program. And it is a course designed to get you out of this pattern. So basically my goal, and this is something that I've seen happen so frequently in the class with the women that have done it, we are breaking that pattern. So basically you never have to think about what your next diet with air quotes is going to be or your next quick fix or your next program or your next this or your next that. You're just done. You're just free. You're free from that. So that's a really important step and piece of the course that needs to be reminded because if you are someone who's not ready for that, if you still want the quick fix or you aren't ready to feel this food freedom just yet, which honestly, there are people that are there. They want to continue to manipulate their food. If that's you, then this is not the right course for you. If you are someone who has been doing keto for a period of time and it's not going as well as you'd like or you just want to make sure that you're doing it correctly or you want to learn how to make it a lifestyle or you just want to be a part of this amazing group of women that totally gets it, wants to kind of do keto for them and not with all these crazy rules that are now out there in the keto community and just kind of wants to clear the air a little bit, then great spot for you to be. So really important to note, and this is probably the question I get the most, is if you are already doing keto, can you be a part of the fat-burning female? And yes, most women that have gone through it have at least tried ketogenic diet before. It's just finding that new path and really understanding how to make it work for you and to get those benefits that you're looking to do and really to use it for this healthy lifestyle that we're trying to live and not so much this crash quick fix kind of situation. So it definitely is the spot for people that have already been keto and want to make sure they're doing it correctly. And it is also obviously a great spot for people that haven't. Maybe you are coming from a standard American diet or maybe you have been low carb, but not keto. Maybe you've been paleo. There's literally some of all of you in this class. And Again, let me bring that up. That's the beauty of this particular class as well. The community we are building, over 500 women now, but women that are just in a very similar spot as you. For a lot of people, you're going to find someone that has a similar story, similar background, and maybe has been through something that you're currently trying to figure out or you know, it can give you tips or you can do it together and kind of bounce ideas off of. So it's a really great spot to build friendships and community. And I'm in there, of course. And so getting to know all of you has always been the best part of it for me. And you do have the opportunity as well for two live Q&A calls where I can answer your specific questions. So a lot more specific than I can get on this podcast. If you have a particular situation that you want advice or help with, I can do that in the Fat Burning Female Project, whereas here it's a little hard to do that on a podcast. So you get that as well. Okay, I think that will do it. If you want more actual information of what all is included, 
then head to bit.ly slash FBF project. That's bit.ly slash FBF project. And you can get more information there. That's also where you will go to enroll. So enrollment happens next Tuesday, the 27th. I believe at one point in the past, I said the 28th and that is not right. It is Tuesday, February 27th. So that is coming up in just a couple days. If you are listening to this when it airs, you'll have a little bit of time over the weekend to decide if that's the right thing for you. And then be ready on the 27th to enroll. It will sell out probably that day. So make sure that you have it in your calendar and you're ready to go probably in the morning just to make sure you secure a spot for yourself. A lot of times waiting until the evening, it will be too late. So make sure that's in your calendar, ready to go, or you can get on the email list, which will be right there on that website. And then you'll get the email as soon as the course is open for enrollment. So you all will be the first to know those that are on the email list. So you probably want to do that just to make sure because I email right away and then you know it's open. One last thing I do want to mention, because this is another question I get very, very often. You have access to the course for your lifetime. So it's never going away. You will always have access to the course. So even if it's something where you may be traveling or something like that, but you do want to get started here pretty quickly, it's not going to go anywhere. Once the six weeks are over, you still have it as much as you want. We have a lot of women that go back through with other groups and kind of do it for a second, third, fourth time when the classes start. So yeah, it's kind of cool to have lifetime access. So be aware of that as well, just as part of your decision. Before we get going with the show, let's chat about the sponsor of this episode of the Keto for Women show, Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and healthy eaters get lower rates on their life insurance. Health IQ can save their customers up to 33% because they have found scientific proof showing physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. I've partnered with Health IQ because I'm a huge fan of their philosophy on recognizing those that take their health seriously, like us Keto for Womeners, and rewarding us for doing so by saving us money on our life insurance rates. Head to healthiq.com slash keto to see if you qualify and to support the show. There, you will take a quick lifestyle quiz, which will determine your potential savings. That's health iq.com slash keto to learn more. Okay, let's move on to today's big topic, intuitive eating, which I'm sure you've all heard about to some degree. I feel like it's becoming pretty darn popular out there nowadays, which is great. It's a definitely a great topic and something that needs to be talked about as frequently as it is right now. But I really like the keto approach and using keto to become intuitive with your food. And it was something that worked for me. And now I see it helping a lot of other women too. So we're going to talk specifically about that. First, I want to kind of give what I think of when I say intuitive eating, my definition will say. I almost want to call it 
like instinctual eating instead of intuitive eating, which I guess probably is kind of the same thing. But for some reason, when I think of this and how I now eat, I use my instinct to determine what I want to eat. And that instinct is coming from what my body is telling me would be the right amount of food, the right types of food, the amount of nutrients I need, the amount of energy I need. My body's telling me that. And it sounds so weird if you are not someone who has ever had that instinct or that intuitiveness with yourself, especially as it relates to food. It's going to sound crazy. And trust me, I totally 100% have been there. I will actually tell you my whole story with this because I haven't been ever intuitive with what I've eaten ever until the past probably year and a half because since basically I've gone keto. Even when I was eating a paleo style diet, I was not intuitive with it. I was still kind of in that whole diet mentality or just kind of timing my food based on what I thought I should be eating, eating what I thought I should be have on my plate and not actually thinking about what I wanted or what my body wanted. So this dates back, like I said, pretty much forever. You know, as soon as I can think about being somewhat in control of the food that I ate, making those decisions for myself, which really would probably be around like middle school, high school age, I would say. Also, that was the same time that fat-free came out. Calorie restriction was big, of course. And so that kind of became the thing of how I decided what I was going to eat was, did it have fat? Did it have calories? How many calories? The lower, the better. If we could find fat-free, that would be great. And that made it so that I, in high school, I remember we would eat pretzels and diet soda, and then we would have candy. We would go to the candy store and buy candy, like suckers and things like that, but it didn't have any fat. So all of that was a perfect fat-free meal. And now I just cannot believe that that's what I ate, my poor body. But, you know, that's how I grew up. And I know a lot of you can relate to that being the thing. And then in college, I actually did have a period where I kind of didn't care a whole lot about what I was eating. It was college. There's a lot of crappy food around and you're on a budget. So you're eating either what's in the dorm or you're getting fast food. I had ate a lot of fast food at those days, pizza, things like that. And then I did get it to a point once I was later on in college that I started dieting again and then I would get things, again, that were just calorie restricted. I was all about the calories. Even at one point in that period of time, I had a friend, my roommate actually, her mom was doing Weight Watchers. And so we got all of the information and started doing Weight Watchers too, which neither one of us were in that position where we needed to lose weight or it was a health risk or anything like that. We just thought that we needed to calorie restrict. And doing that using the points seemed like the best way to go. And, you know, this is my personality. And again, I know a lot of you probably can relate to this. I used those points and then tried to be even better. So I think, say, for instance, I had 20 points I could eat, which I don't remember if that's remotely accurate. But then I would try to have like 17 just because it was 
I don't know. That's how my brain works. And now that I realize that, I know that I need to shut that part of my brain down when it comes to food, but didn't know that at the time. Then basically almost straight out of college, I got into the fitness world. And when you're in the fitness world, it's a monster of a world around nutrition as well with all of the wrong information. So it really is getting you into the spot of six meals a day, really monitoring your fat, really making sure you're under eating. And so it basically just compounded everything I was already doing throughout my teenage years into my 20s. And it got to that point where, again, if you're thinking about this and kind of seeing my story, and I know a lot of you see yourselves in this story, I never thought about what my body should be consuming or what was best for my health, what was making me happy, what was making me healthy, strong, all these things that I wanted. I wasn't even tapping into that. I was just basically going to outside sources to determine what I should be eating. And so in the fitness industry, that's what you're told. Protein shakes, white rice, chicken breast, broccoli, a few almonds just to get those fats in for the day. (laughs) So different than now. So that's what I was doing. And again, just completely unhappy with how I was eating, not knowing that I was doing damage to my body until years later when I actually got diagnosed with my autoimmune disease, which at the time I didn't relate to the stress that my body was being put under by constantly being underfed, not having enough fat, not having enough nutrients and enough of the micronutrients from getting a wide variety of vegetables because veggies were not something I ate very often back then because I didn't like steamed vegetables with nothing on them. And I was afraid of salt. I was afraid of butter, any sort of fat I couldn't have on it. So that's pretty gross. But anyway, that left me very depleted. And now looking back, that was the time basically after I had been doing that for you know a significant number of years, that was when I started getting really sick and started having autoimmune disease and other issues. So now I can see how that all relates. But again, at the time, wasn't something I was remotely thinking about or putting together the pieces to understand what my body was telling me. And then that diagnosis, and a few years later, I did get into the paleo diet. And like I said, while it was definitely an eye-opener as far as I could use food as medicine and I could actually heal my body with food, I still had that mentality in my brain of what I should be eating. I was looking at other people's Instagrams and what they were eating, and then I was just eating that and not really tapping into what foods I liked, what sounded good, anything that would have made me feel actually that freedom that I now have, that I realized I wanted so badly, I still wasn't feeling that. I was still very controlled with my food. I was still worried about the amount of calories and grams and all that good stuff. Still, you know, basically putting a number on food. Like every time I would see an avocado, I would know the calculation to know how much that was as far as calories and fat and carbs and protein, all that stuff. And it was, it just became this weird equation in my head all the time. And I know there are others that feel that way too. Some of you like it. And you know what? I can't really be here to tell you 
as much as I want you to not continue that trend, I can't really tell you that that's not the way to go because if you like it, you like it. But I can tell you that being on the other side now, which I'll share my story now, it makes it seem so crazy to me to really calculate our food as much as we are right now, especially those in the keto community. And I do understand the need to calculate to some degree. That's why I have the Fat Burning Female Project, because I want you to not have numbers associated with your food. And really, that's the best way to start. That's why I created the block system, which is what we use in the Fat Burning Female Project. So you don't have to know any sort of percentages or grams or anything like that. And it's really important. But I do see that that needs to happen to some degree with keto. But I also see the large amount of freedom that comes with keto as well. And that's where I am now, which is basically within, gosh, probably a month or so of turning to a ketogenic diet, I had food freedom. And it sounds like, oh, it was just this light that switched off. No, it wasn't that. But It did really happen quickly for me. And I think the biggest reason is because when I switched to a ketogenic diet, it was for no other purpose than to feel like myself again. I just wanted to feel as good as I possibly could again because I had lost it for so many years at that point because I was so sick. And so it wasn't for weight. It wasn't for energy, although I was really hoping to get some energy because at that point I was, you know, sleeping a lot of the day and, and didn't really have that energy that I was used to having. But I had the goal of health. And when I had that goal of health, I knew I needed to fuel my body. I needed to provide as much nutrient-dense foods as I possibly could. I knew I needed to eat a lot of fat because I wanted to produce ketones, which would then provide that health I was looking for. I knew I had to keep my stress levels low and that one big stressor, huge stressor, I should say, to our bodies as women is a lack of energy and a lack of nutrition. And so I had to eat a lot of food. And so I had these goals. I had basically this idea of what my food was going to be. And then I was eating keto and realized how delicious the food is when you're adding all this fat and able to use butter on everything and ranch dressing and mayo and nut butters, all that stuff. And I just started loving my food. So not only was I in this spot where I completely changed everything I had previously thought about food as far as quote unquote rules, and my new rules were so significantly different and so in line with what my body needed that it just kind of magically happened because I was no longer worried about eating too much, eating too much fat, gaining weight because I was eating too much, which didn't happen by the way. It was the opposite, but I continue to tell you all that and you continue to not believe me. And so with that change of what was important to me and kind of having my bigger why, which didn't involve calculations and macros and percentages, it just involved health and wanting to feel good so badly that I couldn't put any other bigger idea ahead of that. 
that's when it all just kind of fit together. And that's why I really think keto is such an amazing approach to making this transition for yourself. Because when we come to keto with the idea that we want to get healthy, which is what's happening for us keto for womeners, those of us listening today, we're not here because we want the quick fix. We're not here because we want the next big thing or the next diet or the next this or that. We want to get healthy. And you understand that getting healthy means you have to dig deep. You have to find that reason why you're not. And those symptoms that you're experiencing, you understand that those are symptoms that are happening because of this underlying issue. And so when you can know those symptoms are one thing, but what you're trying to heal is another And so now your focus is not on those symptoms. And, you know, I'm just going to be totally blunt here because I know that's what we're all thinking. A lot of us want weight loss, right? But as keto for womeners, you understand that your weight loss or lack of weight loss, we'll call it weight loss resistance, weight gain, being overweight is a symptom of something deeper. So now we can turn our attention from the number on the scale or how your pants are fitting or blah, 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 and go to that deeper why. And so now we have that deeper why of trying to find that underlying issue. And then once you have found it, healing it, everything shifts. And so now you don't have to worry about these kind of external factors and drivers that are telling you what you should be eating, how your plate should look, how many calories it should be, how much fat it should be, percentage here, percentage there. It's too much. And that is something that will continue to hound you and keep you in this spot where you can't let go of these rules and you can't just really tap into your body. And so once you can understand that what you're hearing over here is kind of an attack on your symptom, and we're not doing that anymore. Now we're over here, and I wish you could see me. I wish I had live video because I have two separate spots here that I'm pointing to, but now we're over here, and we're in this place where you want health, you want to heal this thing, or these number of things that you have going on. And in order to do that, You have to listen to your own self because within you, within yourself, is all the answers. Your body wants to be well. It wants to be balanced. It wants to be at a healthy weight. It wants to run around with your kids and be able to work out and have the energy to be a really active human. It wants all of that just as badly, if not more so, than you do. But if you're not listening to it, it's not going to happen. You have to tap into what your body's telling you and use that information to, I guess, determine what your plate looks like. And when you understand that and when you truly realize that what you've probably been feeding yourself is what someone along the way, I mean, who knows who it is? It doesn't really matter who it is or where you got this information from, but it was an external source. It wasn't you. And so this is where, like, I can't tell you what to eat. I say this all the time, especially in the Facebook group. 
of fat burning female. If people ask me specifically, and I even said this on, on the podcast, the keto hot seat, I don't know how much fat protein carbs you should be eating. That's for you to determine, especially once you're in ketosis. Now I can help women get into ketosis, which is what I do. And yeah, then I'm going to give you some, some targets to hit, of course. But once you're there, that's where the freedom comes in. That's where you determine what's right for you. And so let's talk about how we can do that because it's hard. I mean, I know for me, I'm obviously you can see I'm super passionate about it because I have found it for myself. And now I want it so badly for all of you because it makes such a big difference and it really truly makes food taste better because it's not a number, it's not a calculation, it's not what you had the past five days or five weeks or five months or five years because trust me, I have been in a spot where I've eaten the same exact food for days and days and days and I know it happens because then you don't have to worry about that calculation. Been there, done that. And it just provides such a sense of freedom and I want to say control, but not control in the way that you might be thinking of, oh, I have control over my diet. Not that, but just like you finally get it. Like control in that you finally understand your body and what it wants and you are taking control of your health in that regard. Let's talk about how we do this. So I really think the easiest way to start with an intuitive eating approach is to just ask questions. It's going to seem a little weird, but it's going to slow you down. It's going to give you a second to really understand what's going on before you just reach into the cupboard or the fridge and start eating. And eventually this will come naturally and it won't be something where you have to kind of pause and remind yourself or anything like that. So for now, all we're doing is when it's time to eat, So say, for instance, you are someone who kind of eats on a schedule, which I understand a lot of times we have to based on our lives, our work schedules and our family schedules. But when it's time to eat, first of all, understand if you're really hungry. So ask yourself, am I hungry or am I just turning to the fridge because it's that time? So first we kind of rate our hunger then really ask yourself, what sounds good? What's calling to me? I mean, if it's 7 a.m., but you want some 100% dark chocolate and almond butter, which I did actually have for breakfast this morning, because that's what sounds good, then have it. And just because it's not your typical bacon and eggs doesn't mean something's wrong or that you shouldn't listen or that you can't have chocolate that early. There really are no rules. Everything that you've thought is gone because now the only thing that you know is what your body wants. So you're asking yourself, what sounds good? And of course, this is a tough spot because yeah, what sounds good, and especially when you're first getting started, might be like, oh, well, the ice cream sounds good, of course. But when you truly actually think about it, like this is my goal. I want to get healthy. I want to heal X, Y, Z. This is my goal. Keeping that goal in mind, what would further that goal and make me satisfied, happy, feel really good, feel a sense of pleasure, but also purpose. So we have this kind of situation where you're just asking yourself where you should go during this time when you're hungry. What should I grab? 
because a lot of times we just grab the first thing that we see that kind of catches our eye or it's that time and it's our habit to always reach for the almond butter at this particular time of day. But maybe that's not what you actually want. Maybe that's not what actually sounds good. And when you don't eat what you actually want and what your body actually needs, then you end up overeating because you still haven't hit that spot. And so then you go back and you put away the almond butter, but then you get out the chocolate and you continue to eat even though you're not hungry, but it's because you haven't actually satisfied that thing. So this is where we can really back it up Take that moment before you eat to truly understand what you and your body wants because really it's the same thing. And when you really take that time, you will understand because maybe maybe you do really want the chocolate because I can tell you, I eat intuitively and I really want the chocolate. But maybe that's because you're low on magnesium that day. I am someone that's chronically low on magnesium and chocolate is great for boosting your magnesium levels. So maybe it really is that case where your body needs that nutrient. If you're reaching for supposed to be say burger night or it's supposed to be chicken night, but you want that steak, maybe it's because you have low iron. Maybe you need a little extra of that heme iron that comes from the red meat. Really, we have this ability and you all can understand that. You've all been in cases where you're supposed to eat one thing and the other thing sounds way better. So we all have that and we've all used it before. The hard part is just also understanding and kind of bringing in that health aspect. So of course, we are going to have times where, so we're reining it in to where, yes, you totally have all the freedom in the world to eat whatever you want with that piece there that says, I also am working on this bigger why. So my bigger why, that health aspect that you want to really try to figure out and to heal as quickly as possible, you also have that to help you steer in the right direction. So most of the time, not all the time, most of the time, you are picking that food that prioritizes that healing aspect while also prioritizing your pleasure. And that's what I really think is why keto is so great because there are so many foods that do both and so many different meal combinations that do both. So it makes it very, very easy, I think. Before we get any further with this episode, let me take just a second to tell you all about the Ample Ketogenic Meal Replacement Shakes. I'm so excited that this product is now out there. I can't wait for you all to try it. It is the first all-in-one keto meal replacement shake that gets the nutrition from quality, real ingredients, which is so, so, so hard to find in the ketogenic space. You all know how important real food ingredients are for me, and I wanna pass that information on to you. And here we now have a really great opportunity to have a meal replacement shake, something that's super easy for us to grab when we're on the go, running errands, don't have time for breakfast, don't feel like cooking, whatever it may be, we now have a place to turn, and that is the ample ketogenic meal replacement shakes. 
70% of the calories in this shake come from premium healthy fats such as MCT oil powder, coconut oil powder, things we're already eating on a daily basis anyway. There are only 6 grams of net carbs in each meal, and it comes along with 40 billion CFUs of probiotics, which is like 10 times what you would get by drinking a kombucha. So they're really taking care of our gut health. They're keeping that in check while we're on a ketogenic diet. They have the prebiotic fibers necessary too within this shake to feed the good bacteria in your gut. They've thought of so much. It has potassium and magnesium so that if you're going through the keto flu or you just want to work on your electrolyte balance, which is something we talk about a lot on keto for women, that's taken care of too. And the best part is it actually tastes amazing. I taste so many ketogenic products. Most of them I don't like, so I don't even tell you about them. But I love the flavor of these ample shakes. You're going to love it. I can't wait for y'all to try it. In order to do so, because they are a sponsor of the Keto for Women show, you lucky listeners get 15% off your order when you go to amplemeal.com and use the coupon code Keto, the number four, women15 at checkout. That's amplemeal.com and use the coupon code Keto, the number four, women15 to get your 15% off your first order. I will make sure to have this information linked in the show notes so you can get easy access to your 15% off. Now, like I said, this isn't going to happen all the time. There may be times, and if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you know, I have times where I just eat whatever I want. And it's because truly my body is saying, and not really even my body, my mind is saying, hey, I just want to have this cookie because I'm out with friends and we're having cookies and there's a gluten-free one available and it looks really good and I want it. That's when I am truly so in touch with myself to know that the pleasure aspect of that is going to be temporarily more important than that health piece. So of course, it's not going to do me any major harm to have one cookie and feel really good about it. Know I made the right decision. Have that super, super happy moment with my friends or whatever I'm doing And then go back and the next meal, really, again, put that health aspect, put my bigger why into perspective and prioritize that and not feel like I have to go off the rails because of the one cookie. Now, if I didn't eat the cookie in an intuitive way, I would go off the rails. I would then have probably three cookies. Then I'd go home and have some ice cream and then some bread or whatever. But since I knew and I consciously made that choice... And the choice was out of a desire for a higher pleasure moment and to know that that was worth it for me. So I knew before I even started that that moment was going to be worth it. I was not going to feel bad about myself or put myself down afterwards or like I messed something up. I already knew I was going to have zero negative emotion about that one moment while I was eating the cookie before I even took the first bite. So that's the first thing I had. There was no emotion dictating my choice there. No negative emotion, I guess I should say, because there was emotion I was wanting and knowing that the happiness that was going to be given to me in that moment with the whole scenario. So 
you know, I was doing it with the full knowledge that there was going to be a nice social outing and I was going to enjoy every moment of the cookie. And so, yes, there was emotion attached, but there was no negative emotion attached. And usually, most of the time, when we are eating emotionally, it is with a negative emotion. It is out of stress, loneliness, sadness, confusion, fear. These are all negative emotions. And when you can stop in that moment of eating based on emotion, when you can stop just before and truly first determine what sounds good and why, then your why is going to be because I'm stressed right now and this is what I do when I'm stressed and I've made it okay for myself that when I'm stressed, I eat this donut and then I feel bad about it an hour later and I get mad at myself. So yeah, we are already in this pattern. You already know that pattern, but now you've taken a step back You've asked yourself this before you have gone into that moment, and now you can kind of see. You can see from a different perspective of what you do, what your pattern is, and where you're coming from, and how that's not actually what you want to do. That's not actually what your body, mind, heart, soul is telling you to do in that moment. It's totally kind of an ego trip. It's a different thing. So we can take that moment to get back in touch with our body, really, truly listen to what it wants in that moment. Because if it's out of stress or loneliness or something like that, maybe you just need to go take a hot bath or maybe you need to go for a walk. Maybe you need to call a friend or your mom. There are other things that probably would better help you get through that moment and that emotion besides food. But yet we've created that pattern to kind of think that food is the coping mechanism and yet it's not an intuitive or instinctual thing when you actually truly look at it and really find that perspective within it. So I hope some of that made sense. I just want to break it down really quickly, just a little bit you know, more practical things you can start right now. So like I said, your first thing is to find that bigger why. Find out what your reason is for being here, doing keto, whatever you're trying to do right now beyond weight loss, aesthetics, wanting to be a certain number, a certain size. Get rid of that for now, knowing that that's a symptom and bring it back to a bigger why. Maybe you want to be able to play with your grandkids. Maybe you want to run a 5K. Maybe you want to think a little clearer at work. You want to have some mental focus. You have a big project coming up or something. There are so many other things you can focus on. So now that we have that bigger why, now take that into consideration with pretty much everything you do with life. But since we're talking about food today, specifically during those times when you are eating. So it could be when you're supposed to eat, maybe you're not hungry. So then don't eat right now. Wait until you're hungry. Or maybe it's 10 o'clock in the morning, you had breakfast two hours ago and you shouldn't be hungry, but you are. Then eat. There's no rules. So if you're hungry, that is your body telling you, I need more nutrients. Wow. So we should probably listen to that. Because if health is our number one priority, then we want to make sure that our body always feels nourished and satisfied 
And like there's plenty of available nutrition whenever it needs more energy, right? So that then takes any sort of rules, again, in air quotes, around what kind of numbers we should be hitting as far as energy. And by that, I mean calories. Take those calorie restrictions away. Eat when you're hungry. Don't eat when you're not hungry. Eat until you are satisfied and not stuffed. So that's another big one that we can touch on. You want to feel like you have fully nourished your body. You have the nutrition that you need, but not like you have to go now sit on the couch because you ate too much. So you shouldn't be hungry. You shouldn't be super full. There's this in-between, which I think we all can touch on and all know what that feels like. And that would be the right amount of nutrition for your body. So we're not stuffing ourselves also, which is really important. And then you're also, the last piece, you are asking yourself, what does my body need to focus on this health goal? And what do I need to feel the sense of satisfaction, pleasure, happiness around my food? Because you can have both. You can and should have both almost all the time. Like I said, sometimes there's going to be moments where that happiness factor wins out a little bit and you have the cookie or the ice cream, but then there's no negative emotion. So you go back the next day and you're eating back to your healthy, happy moment, the one that does both. But then there might be moments, which I have these two, where you don't really want to eat that full giant plate of veggies, but yet you know how badly your body needs that. You know that you need those micronutrients to really continue the healing process. And like I said, I have those moments. And so the healthiness factor wins out a little bit on that one. But most of the time that scale between the two is going to be pretty steady because you absolutely can have both. And it's just for you to decide and figure that out for yourself. Don't look at anyone else's plate. Don't look at outside influences and what they're telling you you should and shouldn't eat. Do it for you. Find out what works for you. If you love fruit and you can have fruit and stay in ketosis, then eat fruit. That is totally an intuitive thing. It's something that really means a lot to you and really satisfies you. And so that happiness factor that you get when you have an apple, and of course, the health factor, because apples are great, obviously, first of all. And second of all, you're still staying in ketosis, which I know is the kind of optimal goal for all of us in Keto for Women world, that we want to produce ketones, but we can have the best of both worlds there. And so if you can, and it's something that's promoting both, then you should be having that, right? Then that's kind of a situation where all of the keto people out there that are telling you you can't eat fruit, well, then that's an external influence that you shouldn't be listening to because then that's creating a very non-instinctual situation for you around food. Okay, I think I'm going to stop there. I feel like I could definitely go further into this topic. Again, it's such a hard topic to talk about because it really is something that you almost don't know until you feel. You almost aren't sure what it could possibly be like until you're there. And like I said, I have definitely been in that situation where 
It wasn't obvious. I had no idea what it meant to eat intuitively because I had only ever gone with external sources of information. And turning keto, producing ketones, making being my ultimate goal, not having anything beyond that except to nourish and heal my body really changed that. So I really do think that the primary thing that needs to happen for you to start this process is you've got to release that diet mentality. You have got to understand that underfueling yourself, not eating enough food, not eating enough fat, being afraid of food, having rules is just not how we should be treating our food. Food is food. Food is nourishment. It's pleasure. It's just this awesome thing that we should be absolutely loving every moment of and every meal. And yet we've turned it into a math equation. And that's just not okay. That's just not how it should be. So I'd really love for you all to find this spot. Like I said, if this is something that you want to work on and is really important to you, especially as you continue on your healing journey and really use ketosis to do so, the Fat Burning Female Project is where I see these women making this transformation to get out of this mentality and just have a whole new outlook on what it means to truly eat intuitively, have food freedom, and just not have to worry about all of these rules and weird restrictions that we've placed on it. So if that's something that you want to work on, I'd love to have you in this next group. Once again, like I said, enrollment opens this coming Tuesday, February 27th, 2018. And it is something that will sell out. So it is a one-day enrollment. So make sure you either get on the email list or head to bit.ly slash FBF project on the 27th to enroll. Really important. Now, speaking of, I do want to take a moment just to introduce you all to Vanessa Wachner. She is, like I said, a previous fat-burning femaler, and she just has a great story of Weight loss, of course, but really weight loss due to health gain by going through fat-burning female, transitioning into ketosis, and seeing all these other health benefits fall into place that then promoted a weight loss situation because she was healthy. So she's really one of those people that started because of weight loss and ended up having such amazing health response and really understanding what her body was doing in all of those years of weight loss resistance. So I wanted to bring her on to share her experience. She is also becoming a nutritionist because of the great things she has seen with a ketogenic diet. And you can find her at livethelifenutrition.com and at livethelifenutrition on social media channels. But here is Vanessa just chatting about her experience with keto. Hi, Vanessa. Thank you so much for coming on Keto for Women today. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to chat with you because we've been working together for a while and we have a history, a good history. So I'm excited for all of our listeners to hear that and hear your story because I do think you have one that a lot of women are going to be able to relate to, which we're going to get into today. And then also give kind of some inspiration that things can change and turn around and just life can be amazing. So can't wait for all of this that we have to share, but let's start. Just 
very basic. Tell us who you are. Sure. My name is Vanessa Wachner and I'm 48 years old and I live in Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And I'm married. I have one son. He's going to be 15 and I'm a physical therapist and I've been practicing for 26 years and primarily work with orthopedics and sports medicine patients. And yeah. So that's you. Yeah. That's you in a nutshell. I love it. Okay, so let's dive into the good stuff. So tell me a little bit about what your life has been like with your health and your dietary needs and everything that you've been through in that regard. Sure. Gosh, let's see. I have struggled with my weight for many years. I was overweight as a young child, not severely obese, but I was overweight. Probably started out probably around sixth grade. And I remember doing Weight Watchers, I think in eighth grade and just never being successful at it. Always just kind of being up and down. In college, I gained more weight and then gained a lot of weight after I gave birth to my son in 2003. I gained about 50 pounds and had a really hard time getting any of the weight off at all. I just had continued to have weight gain. I had really poor strength in my legs, difficulty sleeping, moodiness, headaches. And just I would go and talk to my physicians and I was just pleading for help, pleading for help, trying to get them to guide me in a direction where something would help. And I even asked if it was my thyroid numerous times, but come to find out that the proper thyroid panels were never checked and continued to try Weight Watchers on and off. And the most I could lose with Weight Watchers was probably anywhere between seven and 12 pounds. And when I did lose the weight, it would just slowly creep back on. So I really felt like a failure. (laughs) I just, Mm -hmm. I just couldn't get it together. And then in 2015, I started reading a lot of books about nutrition, and I had a close friend of mine tell me about the Wheat Belly book, and that was kind of the opening of the gate for me. I started reading that and cut grains out of my diet and noticed somewhat of a difference with it. And then I read a little bit of Whole30. I tried that for probably about six or seven months and only was able to lose about five to seven pounds. So I knew I was like headed in the right direction, but it wasn't the whole picture for me. I still wasn't getting where I I needed to be. I was still having other symptoms. I was having problems like with inflamed adenoids and I was seeing an ear, nose, throat specialist. I had like problems with my throat burning all the time. I had GERD, was put on a variety of different medications, antacids, all of those, you know, proton pump inhibitors. I suffered from severe dizziness for about four months. It was horrible. I'm here. I was at work trying to like teach people how to walk and I felt dizzy all the time trying to help them. It was horrible. And then Well, I started listening to your podcast, I believe it was in 2015. And I remember hearing you talk about functional medicine practitioners or integrative medicine physicians. Mm -hmm. And so I looked one up in my area and there was one literally 10 minutes from my house. So it took me about three months to get in to see him. And there was extensive paperwork that I had to fill out before I could even make my first appointment, but I did it. And he was amazing. He really helped me a lot, as did you. The two of you together were like a great combination for me. But he diagnosed me with hypothyroid syndrome and it was like subclinical. So it wasn't horrible, but it was enough that 
you know, he's helped me with my symptoms with that. But I started seeing him. And then I remember when I first saw him, he handed me this book and it was called Eat Fat, Get Thin. Mm, I love that. Yeah. By Dr. Mark Hyman. And I took it home and I put it on my nightstand and I just kind of looked at it and really read it right away. And I I knew it was probably a good book, but after about three weeks, I decided, oh, I think I might pick this up and read it. And it was really good. And although I, I think it was missing some things for what I needed, it really got my thought process going about eating more fat in the diet to lose weight and eating less carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And also around that time, you had done a podcast about keto and just telling people that you were starting this new program called the Fat Burning Female. And I told my husband about it and he was like, you should do it. Just sign up for it. See what happens. You have you know, nothing to lose. It sounds like it's you know, along the same lines of what your physician is asking you to do. So I did. And I started that in May of 2017. And I continue to work with my physician and it really taught me how to eat and nourish my body. And it was an amazing program. I started, yes, it was, it was May. It was very end of May, right, Sean? Yes. Yes, end of May. And I've lost 25 pounds and I've kept it off since then. And I'm continuing to eat a ketogenic lifestyle and I am feeling a hundred times better. Eating a high fat diet and low carb diet has really helped me a lot. Yeah. It's such an amazing transformation that you made. Not only, of course, the weight is a big indicator and really we know, and something that we talk about in keto for women all the time, but also in fat burning female, that that was really your body's kind of sign that you were doing the right thing and, and your health was getting into alignment. And that's when the weight that you needed to lose started coming off, but you had a lot of other really great things that happened during that process too. Like, like I would said in the beginning, just starting to actually feel amazing again, which you didn't know was even possible. Right. Exactly. And my headaches went away. I was able to start exercising again. I could sleep through the night and I felt very rested. When I used to wake up in the morning, I was so tired and I just felt so drained and the day hadn't even started. But now I wake up in the morning, my joints don't ache. I literally get out of bed and just start walking without any stiffness or anything. So it has really changed my life. And I have learned that it's nothing to do with losing weight. It's if you don't get your hormones where they need to be, and if you don't get all those you know, important factors to get you healthy first, you won't lose the weight. So it, it was a process. And it's fun kind of seeing some of the gals in your fat-burning female group. Like the first few weeks, everyone is saying how horrible that you feel at first. But then if you just stick with it, that all just kind of goes away and you just start to feel and you just start to transform and feel so much better. I know it really happens in every group. I'm I'm totally prepared for it to happen, Yes, but it really is. And that's why it is so nice to have these veterans in there to be like, (laughs) just stick it out. We promise it's worth it. Yeah. It's so funny. So I want to know more about how the kind of transformation happened with your mentality. So you're coming from a history of dieting and, you know, as far as Weight Watchers and, you know, calorie restriction points, all that stuff. So how has that changed for you now to go through the Fat Burning Female Project where we make sure we're eating enough food? So it's definitely a different category and, you know, beyond going into keto and learning how to eat intuitively and that kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Great question. I think part of it for me, and I think is important for so many people, but you don't really realize it right away, is you have to be informed and understand and learn about food. Because once you know what carbohydrates do to your body, it's a lot easier to not eat them. Mm-hmm. So being just educated and know what is good for you and what isn't makes a big difference versus feeling like it's you're restricted, like you can't have it. And I definitely am an intuitive eater. I don't count a thing that I put in my mouth. And that is such a free feeling to not count points, to not count calories, to not have to pull your phone out every time you're at a restaurant or planning a meal. It happens kind of magically, I think, Mm -hmm. with people. You just know when you're hungry and when you're not hungry and you just learn to listen to your body over time. And you're feeling so good that you can just keep going. It's so true. And it's so easy. That's kind of the biggest benefit that I love to see women gain when they go through fat burning female or when they transition to keto is just that freeness. Like it just is something you can't even explain until it happens. And for most of us, it's really something that we've never had because we've always been dieting. That's right. That's right. It's a great feeling. So how did this change or did it change your relationship with your husband, your son, your friends, your family, anything like that, now that maybe you don't have to be so restricted about your diet? Yes, it completely changed a lot of those things. I feel like if I'm with friends or family and we're eating together, I know that I can make proper food choices for myself and I don't worry so much about, oh, should I eat this or should I not eat this? Or I feel like it has nothing to do with willpower. That's the one thing that I really learned. Mm, I love that. I used to think I had no willpower. I just would beat myself up like, oh my gosh, I just ate that. Why did I do that? It has nothing to do with that. And I wish I could shout that to the world, to people. Mm-hmm. Because so many people think they don't have willpower and it has nothing to do with that. It is about changing your body's chemistry and putting the proper fats in your body. And that completely controls your appetite and you don't crave the sugar. It makes a huge difference. It really does. That's such a good point that willpower isn't really a thing. It's not. At least when you get to this point, it's it's really not that. It's just all about listening to your body. And That's right. you know, especially when you get your blood sugar under control and you are eating enough food. Yeah. I mean, that makes a world of difference to actually eat the right amount of food. Definitely. And it took so much pressure off of me, like when we would go out to eat it really isn't that hard when you go out to eat. You can order salads and you can order hamburgers without a bun and you do have choices. And I think you have to realize that you have choices and you have to ask for certain things and it works. And there, it puts a lot less anxiety. At least I found on myself when I go out to eat or do things with friends or even at holidays, I always worried that it was going to be so difficult. But what it comes down to is how it makes me feel whether someone wants me to eat chocolate cake or, and if I don't want to eat it, I'm not going to eat it Mm -hmm. because it's what makes me feel good. And it's me making a choice for what I want to choose to eat. So, you know what I remember about your journey? You posted this in the fat burning female project. You were at cider mill, I think. And Mm -hmm. it was in the fall around Halloween, I believe. And you made the choice that all you wanted was some black coffee. You didn't want the donuts and the cider and the whatever that you would have (laughs) normally just had. That's right. I was so proud of myself that day. (laughs) Yeah. And that was a really big turning point, I think for you, because like you just were so proud of yourself. 
I was, I was, you know, how could you ever imagine going there and not eating a hot apple cider donut? It's like something I've done since I was like three, every year we go. And it was the first time I had ever gone there and didn't eat a donut. And my husband and son, you know, they had donuts and they had apple pie and ice cream and I had coffee and I was fine with it. And it didn't bother Mm -hmm. me. And we had a great time and enjoyed the day. And I felt really good about it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest point that was made in that post that you sent was just that you were totally fine with it. It wasn't something like you realized you didn't need that, that that was kind of something that was done out of habit or emotion or just the event when it wasn't really something that you would ever actually gone to consider. Do I really want this donut? Because it's going to make me feel like crap afterwards. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have as much fun with my family, or I can just do what I want to do and feel really good and enjoy the moment. So you actually realized you had the power there. Yes. It was more important for me to stay in ketosis. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. And feel really good doing so. So yeah, I really, I loved that. And I remember that about you. (laughs) So one thing that I think is really cool is that this whole process has led you to want to learn more, right? It has. It has, Sean. You've inspired me. (laughs) So tell us about that. I have decided to join the Nutritional Therapy Association and also become a nutritional therapy practitioner. Yay! Yeah, yay! I started school last week. I'm in the class that started this month and it goes until through this October or November, I believe. So I'm really excited. And you're hoping to help people just as you have been helped. And that is always, that's how all nutritional therapists come to be is because they have their own story and they, it was such a powerful message for themselves that now they feel the need to share it. Yes, definitely. I want to spread the word. There are so many people that I know I can help, whether it be my patients that I'm currently working with or other people, I would love to be able to help patients that have diabetes be able to, you know, turn their blood sugar around and just realize that there really is hope and that people don't have to feel like they're on a one-way, you know, street to a dead end. There really are ways to correct things and to feel better and to do more. And to not fear the fat or the calories. That's right. Oh, you can't fear it. I'm eating more now than I ever have before. (laughs) Isn't that so nice? Yes. It's unbelievable. It really is. Yeah. I love it so much. That's so great. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on. I just really do believe that there is so much power in other women hearing other women's stories. And sometimes my voice gets a little repetitive saying the same thing. So I just needed some new blood in here to give a perspective on what happens in the fat-burning female, what outcomes you can expect, and just how it really can help you if it's something that calls to you. So is there anything you want to say about the course or if someone's on the fence wondering if they should do it or not, or if it's right for them or not, any advice that maybe you didn't like, I know you just jumped in, but if you were hesitant, what would kind of help you know if that was the right decision? Yes. I think people just need to give it a try and they need to be patient with it because the transition from being a sugar burner to a fat burner, it really takes time and patience. Mm -hmm. And you have to surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you. And that's what's so great about the Fat Burning Female Program is you have so many other women there to support you and guide you and you share recipes with each other. It's just, it's really an amazing experience. I've made some really great friends in the group as well. And there are other girls too that are going back to school for an NTP too. So you've inspired so many people, but I think people just really need to just try it and stick with it and just trust the process. 
Totally. I so agree. And I also totally agree that we have the coolest group of ladies that are so supportive. They do. (laughs) It's just so nice to see that, especially in a keto community that can be a little bit harsh sometimes with people. So we do not have that there. I do not allow that. (laughs) And sometimes misinformed. Yes. Very misinformed. Yeah. We clear all that up. It's great. Yeah. Vanessa, thank you so, so much for being here. I really appreciate it and being so open with your story. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. 